Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to another conversation, another episode. I am picking up on the heels of last week's podcast episode where I shared the five characteristics you know, of, of the character of a woman or a man who multiplies, like the catalysts for multiplication, right? We all want to multiply and prosper, right? We're all trying to grow high achievers. We're always looking at the next thing. What's the next thing I got to do? What's the next book? What's the next training? You know, what's the next goal? And we, we, like so it's ingrained in us to multiply and prosper and yet sometimes we're getting in our own way more often than not we're getting in our own way we're contracting right we're blocking the flow of the very thing we want most so you guys can go back and listen to that episode but this week I want to pick up on that and by the way uh, that book you know those five things those characteristics that I shared came out of a great book called Multiply Your God-Given Potential by John Bevere. I have loved John and Lisa. So many of their books have impacted my life, my teachings, like really spoke to my heart, stirred things up in my life. So a huge shout out to them. I want to put the link to that book because it is just a fabulous book. I pull a lot of things out of there when I do work with clients, when I work in my own life. So I just wanted to make sure that I gave credit for, for that conversation because it was inspired. The podcast was inspired from um, some some stories that I read in that book, right? And as I was meditating and studying on that. So a lot of the things that I coach and teach come out of my own experience, you know, things that are just really revealed and spoken to me. And today I want to continue on that conversation. And really I want to share the second part of what came through as I was meditating on like, you know, where have I been getting in my own way? Where have I been contracting the flow of the very things that I'm here, you know, to do the very things that I want to create, where am I actually like blocking the flow? And this is something I talk about a lot because it's it's really where I want to play more and more, right? So where we're designed to play, where we're in complete alignment in the right step, where there is a lightness to our body, of you know, a lightness in our spirit. And we have also at the same time this deep conviction that's like, I know where I'm going, I know where I'm headed. And I want to say, yes, it's possible. And it we're designed to live in the place where we're light in our spirit, joyful, right? Like we can enjoy, enjoy our lives. We don't have to be so serious. And that is my default, you guys. Sometimes I, I know I've I come across so light and fun and I am. I have this great childlike wonder and I have this pendulum that swings sometimes wildly to the other side where it's like everything has to be so serious and I can get so in my tunnel vision on my mission and my purpose and what I'm building that sometimes I forget you know, and I take on and I take on and I take on and things get heavy and they get stacking and I don't necessarily see it happening, right? A lot of us don't 
see it happening in the moment. We're just so hyper-focused, fixated on the end result, the end game, what we're here to accomplish, what we're here to do so that we can experience the thing. And we forget that the process is the refinement. The journey is the part that is the rich part, right? The, the thing that we get to experience on the back end or the outcome as I said last week, is really a, like that's up to God. We can do a lot of things to set it up, right? We can do a lot of the right protocols. We can do a lot of the right things. But what's meant for us will multiply, will be blessed, will flourish. What's not for us, if we are f- trying to force something, usually it's really hard to sustain those things in our life. And that could be clients, that could be projects, that could be a relationship, right? That we are just working really hard, but everything is we're trying to force it into a box, force it to happen our way. And we've got to release <laughs> the grips of control and just soften and relax and train ourselves to be steadfast, to move forward with a deep conviction, bold, right? Because we have had brokenness in our life or we've had experiences that rattled us and we have like firsthand earned wisdom. And now we're going to move forward boldly, steadfastly with conviction without wavering and being double-minded and second-guessing ourselves and being influenced by all these external things. We want to be that way. And can we do it with a lighter spirit, with a little bit more joy in our life where we get to really experience the richness? That's really the end game for me and the, the daily game for me, right? So as I was meditating and thinking about you know, part of my morning uh, routine, let's call it, is I often will journal, I'll read, I'll journal, I'll pray, I'll just kind of meditate on different things and just ask the Holy Spirit to like speak to my heart. And as I was meditating on those those five characteristics, I was thinking like, wow, what a humbling, <laughs> what a humbling experience it is sometimes to do the self-reflection. And I think that's why a lot of us don't do it, right? We just, it's easier to just press on but to actually take the time, the space, which is one of the, the habits of the most successful people, is to sit back and do some self-reflection to get the general's view of the greater landscape, to go check it in, like, how am I doing in these areas? By the way, John Maxwell has a great book called uh, Great Leaders Ask Great Questions, um, and I had brought it on the trip last week, and it's all about you know those self-reflection questions that we need to be asking ourselves as leaders. And so are, am I sitting back? Am I reflecting? Am I asking myself the hard questions, checking in on how I'm doing in different areas? Am I still in alignment in different areas? Where do I get to grow? Where am I being challenged in different areas as a leader? And so as I was challenging myself and I was being challenged, I felt like, oh my goodness, there's some things here, right? You get to work on, <laughs> Christine. You are growing in these things. And the humbling, the humility as we reflect, if we do those reflections and we're like, yep, I get to work in this, you know, eagerness, this doing things well, this coming to completion. And what I loved, and I wrote this down as I just said, you know, thank you, God, for humbling me (laughs) in such loving ways. Thank you that you are a father, a God, that a spirit, a Holy Spirit that humbles us in such a loving way. And you know, he wants to get our, our attention. And I, I say this often, you know, he'll never barge in, force himself on us. But I think a lot of us, you know, certainly I can relate to this in the past where 
there was in you know there was a difference between a humbling that was super embarrassing i was so ashamed i felt bad i fell into this like depressive state like i suck i'm failing at everything and if we still have a lot of that wounding that's kind of where we go when we get feedback or we're humbled because maybe we showed up in a less than spectacular way a less than stellar way maybe we were yelling at our kids or we lost it on our teams or we had a moment where we made another bad financial decision whatever that thing is where you know now this humbling is done in a shameful way pointing fingers blaming aggressiveness and we've all had that person in our life maybe it was a coach maybe it was a parent maybe it was a partner maybe it was a boss that was really just a bully right a bully and they were telling you things but doing it in a way that was not loving and I think that this is where we get a lot of our distortion around being open, being bold, being truthful with one another, sharing openly and honestly the things that are coming up, the things that are not working in our relationships, the things that we that are broken, that we get to fix, that we get to restore, that we get to work on together. We fall into this path of avoidance so often and conflict avoidance because we're terrified of that hum humbling <laughs> that is humiliating versus humility that is done gracefully and lovingly. The humbling versus the humiliating. And you know, there's the bully way, which is a lot of the world's way, which is what we're taught, you know, bullies on the playground, our first loves, like we're in toxic relationships. Sometimes we work for bosses that have not low emotional IQ and low emotional intelligence. Huge problem in the workforce. And I know there's a lot of work getting, getting done around that. But there's a difference between that place where we have really, we really receive a humbling. So I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you for the humbling that I've had. And your way is so loving. Right, God's way, the Holy Spirit, when he moves us, when he stirs something in us, when he convicts us, and we're just like, oh, there's something stirring in my soul and my gut, like my instincts, my intuition, like I'm being pulled, like something about this isn't right. There's never a heaviness of shame or guilting or having to hide. It's like, who told us that lie? That is the age old lie from the garden, right? When Adam and Eve were hiding from God. And he's like, who told you? Who who told you you were naked? Who told you you sh like to, to hide? Who told you that? And we sometimes have this whispering in our ear. I wanted to say this before I jump into the, the main conversation. Sometimes we're doing something or we make a mistake and we have a distorted view of love, of God, of the spirit. And we have been told that we should be ashamed and we should hide and we should be, be ashamed of ourselves. And, you know, we start to feel guilty and we've been attacked at our character, at our core. And this has been rampant in a lot of religious organizations, you know, dysfunctional parenting, you know, circles as we grow up or our parents never were modeled maybe sometimes how to have healthy emotionally intelligent conversations right some of us have been incredibly blessed in this area and some of us have not there was a lot of finger pointing and shaming or gaslighting or getting the silent treatment or whatever the thing is so i wanted to say that when it's god when it's the spirit when you're being convicted or moved and things are stirring in you there's a loving humbling that takes place and it's so essential that we go through this process as leaders, it refines our character. It allows us to get deeper roots. It strengthens us. 
you know, and that's such a quality of, a, of an amazing leader. It's a noble quality, that humility, the humbling that comes by saying, you know, I'm not going to have this superiority complex over you. I'm not going to constantly be in comparison. I'm not going to beat myself up and beat others up, right, to get ahead. I'm not going to beat people down to step on them to get ahead, which is a lot of what the world has been like. But I'm going to do this in a way that lifts us up. So as, as I reflected and I was like, God, you are so good. Thank you for the humbling. And you are such a loving father. And I love the way that he does it is that the lesson is there. It's loud and clear, right? I still have to experience the consequence or the pain of the poor decision-making or the action or whatever. But he always comes through on the back end to support me in that process, right? And as and no matter what that mistake is or that, you know, misjudgment, poor judgment that you had or that thing that you felt off the rails on or maybe you missed the mark. You know, I, I released a post today on like how to infuse your marriage, which was related to a podcast I did previously. And I'd love to say that, yay, I show up every day and I'm like building my husband up and, you know, infusing our marriage with positive words and not being his mom, but being his lover. But the reality is there's days where I miss the mark, right? I'm tired. I'm hangry. I am overextended sometimes. And you're like, oh, total fail today. You know, I was aiming for that bullseye, but I did not hit it. And maybe I snapped or maybe I was hypercritical. Maybe I went into mothering mode or fixer mode or, you know, savior mode or whatever the thing is. And so in those days when you get off course and it's like, it's okay. I can just right the ship without needing to fall into the pit of, oh my gosh, I'm failing at everything and I suck and I'm, you know, taking 20 steps backwards and I'm not making any progress. And now you're attacking your character. So be very careful of that because that symptom, that behavior, when we start attacking ourselves, oh, I'm such a this, I'm such a that or we start attacking the other person, those are the lies, man, that are getting whispered into our ears. And we have got to reclaim the territory of our ears. We've got to shut off the whispers that really are destructive and start to tune into more of that voice of the spirit that is stirring things up, opening our eyes to go, hey, babe, this is the wrong way. This is, my love, this is the wrong way. You're looking, you're focused on the wrong thing right now. I want you to see this. We've got to like restructure our focus, our hearing, you know, our movement. So we're moving in the right path. So I wanted to say that as I was meditating on this, th there's four things that came up, four questions. And what I saw as I was, I have a lot of visions in prayer, right? These pictures, I'm a visionary, so I always see visions. As I was like, thank you, God, that you are just stirring me up and I no longer have to attack myself, beat myself up, berate myself or attack somebody else or make it about someone else. I can just be humbled and say, show me, reveal to me, like help me grow in this area. And it is a co-creation project. It's, a, it's like a I go, he goes, right? And we're doing it together because I'm willing and I'm open. And so I want to say that as I had this vision, I just saw these hands stretched out, almost like, you know, hands reaching down to me, like a father reaching down towards a little girl to pick her up, you know, or a son. If you can imagine when you're little and you're kind of toddling around and you see like, pick me up, or those hands reaching up. But there was just these outstretched hands as I was sitting in my chair with my eyes closed and I saw this and I, I looked and I was like, man, 
there was four things I wrote down in the journal. Number one was, it's as if your hands are always there. You're always reaching out to hold me. You're always reaching out to lead me. You're always reaching out to give something to me that I'm not able to see or that I need. Or you're always reaching out for me to give something to you. These hands that I see that are always there to hold me, to guide me, to hand something to me or pull something back, right? To remove something so that another thing can be open. And I just felt this huge, like, oh my goodness. And it brought me into the place of asking the questions, which was, you know, where are you holding me right now as I'm navigating these things, right? And I want to give you these four questions that I think are really powerful. Where are you holding me right now? Where are you leading me right now? Where are you, where are you feeling led? If you can imagine that there's this hand and it wants to guide you. And sometimes we resist that path because we don't want it, right? But where are you guiding me? Where are you? What are you trying to give me that maybe I'm resisting? right? And what do you want me to give back to you? A lot of it is control. A lot of it is heaviness, right? So I want to unpack these a little bit. The first thing I want to go is, you know, when we think about these hands that are holding us, so many people, we struggle in relationships because we feel unsupported. We don't feel held by our partner. We don't feel held by our teams. We don't feel held, supported by our bosses, our family members, whatever. And this is really like, this is a huge thing in relationship. When we don't feel held, we don't feel supported. The whole thing's about to fall underneath us. And what I love is when you tune in, we got to remember that we are, we can be held to a certain point with the physical relationships in our life, right? We can be held by our partner. They can hold space for us. They can listen to us. They can support our dreams, but they're still human. There are going to be times where they don't come through. They, it does not feel like they're supporting us. It doesn't feel like they get us. You know, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your mother, your father, your boss. And that's when, you know, if we still have those people pleasing tendencies and that incessant need to be held by somebody else first and foremost, we make them, you know, we put them up on pedestals. We give them the remote control over us, our self-worth. Our, our energy, our power. We feel amazing when they see us, when they're there for us. If they can't be there because they have another commitment, we're crushed. We have this anxious attachment. You know, we got to be really careful of that. There's a great power shift that happens when we begin to see the omnipresence of God, of the spirit that is actually holding us, holding our children, holding our businesses, holding, you know, our finances, our health. Like we are stewards of all this. We're called to like, yes, I get to honor my body, treat it well, treat the vessel well, manage the business, manage my teams. But at the end of the day, there's something greater holding this all together, right? Holding this universe together, holding the stars in the sky, holding the waters in the oceans, holding the atmosphere. There is this supernatural power that is always there, always circulating, always holding. Whether you just look at this from a quantum physics, energetics perspective, just you understand how the, the cosmic universe works. There's like, it's being held together. 
spiritually, it's like the Creator's hand is in everything. And we know that God is omnipresent. Everywhere I go, there He is. And sometimes this is so important to remember, especially as we feel alone, we go through challenges. It can feel like we're the only one going through this thing right here, right now. It can feel like nobody gets us, nobody supports us. Everything that comes out of our mouth is being perceived in the wrong way. And we can't seem to get it right. And we can, especially if we're still dealing with a lot of rejection or abandonment that hasn't been healed. And I just want to, you know, there's so much scripture and you guys can look it up. I want to share a couple things today, but that you've got to get in the word and you've got to drop into meditation, you know, the meditation and just feeling held by nature, feeling held in the stillness is so powerful. Then there's another level that you drop into when you begin to really hear and understand and spend time in the word where you get to understand God's heart. And when you couple that with you know the stillness and the meditation and the unplugging from society and dropping into more natural organic rhythms, that's when you know it really amplifies everything. And um, for me, it has been life-changing, life-altering to really remember that everywhere I go, there he is. There's nowhere that you can hide. Psalm 139 is a beautiful psalm. If you guys know the book of Psalms, it's like it's like hymns of praise. It's hymns of worship. It's like David, you know, or choir masters just singing so much joy and expressing the love towards God. And, you know, I just, I'm going to read a little bit of that because as we think about God, you have searched me and you know me, you know, when I sit down, you know, when I rise up, you know, my thoughts from afar, you search my path and my ways way before I go. You know, every word on my tongue before I even speak it, right? You are behind me. You are before me. You're laying your hands on me. Like such knowledge such presence is so wonderful to me. It's beyond my understanding. Like, where can I hide from it? It's so wonderful. It is so high. So I cannot possibly attain it. Where can I hide from you? Right? Where will I flee from your presence? If I go to heaven, you're there. If I go make my bed in Sheol, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the utmost parts of the sea, even there, your hand will lead me right? Basically, if I can go to the highest mountain, I can go to the lowest lows, I can go out into the waters, I can be in the light, I can be in the darkness. And no matter where I go, there is no hiding. There you are. I can feel your presence. And I know right now I could be sitting on a beach in Hawaii. I could be sitting in the dark night by the lake with the stars overhead. I could be sitting in the closet crying, <laughs> ugly crying. And there the spirit is. And it goes on and on and on, right? That, you know, my frame is not hidden from you. I was formed in my mother's room from the beginning intricately that we are precious to him. And it goes on. And it's such a beautiful, a beautiful hymn and a, a, a song. And that's Psalm 139. And I want to drop that here for you guys. I'm going to link it below because I think it's such a powerful one. When we read it with the heart of a child, that childlike wonder, that childlike delight and a willingness. And, you know, for those of us who haven't felt that presence, because I was, I was speaking to one of my clients the other day and he said to me, you know, I haven't actually felt that or recognize it. And sometimes we don't realize that we're closed off to seeing it. You know, we've all 
had those moments where something was right underneath our nose the whole time. We never saw it because we weren't open to it. The minute we become open, all of a sudden so many things start showing up, literally from our keys to the most amazing humans, to our soulmate, to the right business deals. It comes, things open when we open our eyes and willing. So I want to say that if you've been struggling to feel that presence, that hand that says, where are you holding me right now? Just a simple ask or a conversation that says, I'm, I'm willing to start to see you in everything. Show me where you are, like in the trees, on the walks, like in these conversations. And when we are willing to open our eyes and our bodies to experience more of that omnipresence, we begin to become saturated in it. I, I got a beautiful text from my daughter, my 19-year-old yesterday in the morning, and she said, Mom, I'm just, have you ever had those moments when you everything just feels like it's just going so well and you are just in the right place and you're just so overwhelmed and you just want to cry. I can't stop crying. I'm so happy. And I texted her back and I said, baby, that's the presence of God and grace just washing over you. And she's like, it is, it is. And she was all excited because, you know, not not too long ago, just last week, she was calling full of anxiety and we worked on opening herself up and now she's feeling this grace, this joy, this gratitude wash over her and she's starting to see the beauty all around her and starting to pour into her life. So I just wanted to say that because these shifts in the energetic and the spiritual, they happen quick. When we have that shift in consciousness, that shift in our state, mental state, emotional state, spiritual state, the downpouring is happening fast. This is not something that takes years and mountains to overcome. So I spent a little bit of time on that because I really wanted to impact it. I want to move to the second thing, which is, Spirit, where are you leading me now? Holy Spirit, where are you leading me? You know, there's a lot of teaching out there, and I used to teach a lot of this. It's like, what do you want? Where do you want to go? What's your dream? What's your vision? And it was all about me, 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 and the desires of my heart and the desires of what I wanted and desires of where I wanted it to go and how I wanted the relationship to go. And while there is value in that, because, you know, God did put visions and dreams in our hearts and he did give us talents to be expressed and we are infinite creative beings. So we've got to be tuned into what our soul delights in and wants to express more of. Like that is so important. But again, there's a whole other level that we get to access when we start saying, Okay, this is where I'm feeling pulled. This is what is lighting me up. This is what is charging me up. And also, where are you leading me now? Not where am I leading myself? Or where are those people leading me? Or my mastermind leading me? Or my husband leading me? But where are you nudging me to go? And man, this is, this is so great. Because again, this was a an exponential shift in my operating was really going like, I have my plans, but then there are like supernatural plans. If I get things right and I align those two things, like, wow, if I start getting under that, things really start to open up. I can go far on my own, but I become like supernatural. It is like the divine support really kicks in when I move into submission, co-creation, unity with the spirit. And I'm not trying to do it just by my willing my way through something, through willpower, through force, through sheer determination and discipline. 
but it's truly discipline and obedience and submission and action and boldness and courage and humility. And it's all the things I was worth stepping forward. And again, I really encourage you guys to get into the Bible, get into the Word, search up some scriptures or some quotes around this, something that you can really start to chew on. But really the inner questions are, where am I being led right now? Spirit, Holy Spirit, where are you leading me? And we ha I do believe we have to discern who is speaking into our ears because there's a lot of feedback we get. There's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of courses of action. There's a lot of experts with a lot of great advice. And here's the thing, the path that worked for someone else may or may not work for you. It may be totally the wrong path for you to go down. And I have tried to do that so many times in my past where I've looked sideways. I've seen somebody else have massive success athletically. Um, training wise, opening their businesses, scaling their businesses in their relationships. I've seen people have massive su success doing things a certain way that I tried to model and it wasn't the way that I was being led to do it. Now, I do believe in mentorship. I'm a huge fan in having a good mentor in your life a good coach in your life because I want to surround myself. I want to surround myself with people who are committed to growth, to excellence, like to, to growing. And also it's yes. And I'm going to learn from them. I'm going to be mentored by them. And the ultimate authority still is the Holy Spirit, right? I'm still checking in to go, God, is this a full yes in my spirit, in my soul, in my body? Is this congruent? Is this an integrity? And if it's a yes, then we move. So, you know, I want to bring you back to a great book to refer here is the book of Proverbs. And my son texted me last night. I was on the phone with him, my 17-year-old. And I was like, hey, what's going on? And, you know, he's been going to the library. He's been picking up psychology books. And he's into human psychology and human behavior. And, and I gave him a list of my top 10 books that I, I really wish I had my hands on when I was 18. And they were not all biblical. They were very, you know, personal development, mindset, energy management, um, you know, financial books, like all the things. And I also said, I wish I had read the book of Proverbs because the book of Proverbs is all about the foolish way versus the way of multiplication, the blessed way. A fool does these things, you know, a wise person does these things from business dealings to negotiations to relationships to where we put our attention. And, you know, I've referenced this verse so many times with Proverbs 16, 9 that says, in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord, God always establishes our steps. And Proverbs talks a lot about the establishing, the growth, the, the promotion that happens when we are walking in the right path, when we're using our gifts in the right places, when our heart is in the right place. You know, and, and oftentimes we think we're doing something for the right reason, but if we really do a gut check and a heart check, we really check our heart, the motive, the intention. Sometimes our intention was to get something. I was giving to get. I was giving from a transactional place. I was giving because I was trying to get ahead of that person. And it's it's such a subtle thing. And I even had this conversation yesterday with someone where, you know, he was saying to me, I did this and I did this and I did this. Is that is that right? And I can't answer that. But I said, was it right in your heart? What was the motive in your heart? And so the question of where are you leading me? These hands stretched out and me saying, I want to I take that hand that's reaching out, that imaginary hand, which isn't 
it's imaginary in the physical, but it's very real in the spiritual. I can feel it. I can see it. My energetic body can feel it. And it's like guiding me. And sometimes it feels like a hand on my back that's guiding me. Sometimes it's a hand I got to reach out. And I'm like, please help. Please show me the way. I'm in the dark right now. But are you willing to reach your hand out? And so the two things here that I would really encourage you to check in on, number one, is to really ask yourself. Because if you're honest, if you're real, and you get still, you will get the answer of where you're being led. A lot of times, we don't like the answer. Sometimes if there's no answer, maybe we need to be in a season of stillness. The second piece is, are you willing to reach out our hand and ask? Ask for help. Ask for guidance. And then obey. I did an episode on obedience of hearing a couple episodes ago. The third thing, and with that, right, that, that piece of like, am I willing to ask for help, is often that hand that reaches out, it's like he's always there, right? Like this, like God the Father, the guide, the Holy Spirit, he's called Mighty Counselor, right? Like Waymaker, there's so many things, Provider intercessor he comes in to speak on our behalf to move things on our behalf that hand is like trying to give us something give us a piece of wisdom give us a, a new piece of information give us a new resource right give us something but we are like closed off because we're like no that's not how i want it to come to me that's not how I saw it happening. That's not how it, other people tell me this business is going to grow. And so sometimes we get that nudge, almost always, not sometimes, almost always, we get that nudge from within that says, you know what? I want you to reach out to that person. I want you to cancel that contract. I want you to take on this thing. I want you to go over here. And you're like, but that has nothing to do with where I'm headed. <laughs> That's actually the wrong direction from what everyone else is telling me. And that giving, I, I, I've really had to do so much work in that is to realize what is he trying to give me now? Maybe he's trying to give me an opportunity to become a better listener, to become a better wife. Maybe he's trying to give me some insight, some wisdom. Maybe he's trying to give me a doorway or an access to a resource that I couldn't see in my own ways. And this has happened so many times in my life where I was like hell bent that you know I needed to grow the business this way. Or I needed this person on my team in order to get this thing done. And and I just, he's done it a totally different way, right? It's like, that's not the way we're doing this. So what is he trying to give us right now? A couple days ago, I was just like, Lord, I just want a message. I need to, I was seeking um, some wisdom from some kingdom-minded entrepreneurs that had really scaled their businesses, done mergers, done things. And I was like, I just, I need a word of wisdom. And then it just came to me because I was like, who am I going to reach out to? And I was kind of racking my brain. I was looking for some guidance. And then it just came to me like search up this podcast that I don't ever listen to. And then I just was like, okay, show me like, and I was just scrolling and all of a sudden I just clicked on one. I never heard of these people. I never heard of, like I wasn't listening to the podcast. And it was like, boom, the message that I needed for that day, which I gave to Mark also, my husband, was literally the the message. There were so many messages there that was like just the perfect timing, just the thing I needed. And that has happened so many times where sometimes it's a unexpected message through a podcast, through a book, through a, my coach, through my husband, through someone else, right? God uses people all the time. Sometimes it's that uh, 
that, um, what, what is the word I'm looking for? Sometimes it's that resource that comes through in an unexpected place. One of the things I wrote down here is, you know, what is he, what is he trying to give me right now? And a huge piece that I wrote in my journal yesterday was he is giving me a new appreciation for structure, for thoroughness, for detail orientation, for order in my life. I resisted structure and order and thoroughness, detail, that completion thing I talked about last week, because I was like, I'm a creative, I'm in flow state, I like to be free, I don't want any schedule, I don't want anything tying me down. Like, I really resisted a lot of masculine elements like structure, order, direction, systems, processes, and I always felt really stifled by them because I'm like, no, I need to be creative and free and I don't wanna be tied down. Really, that came from like a dysfunctional relationship with the masculine. And, and trust, not able to trust and needing to control everything. And what I realized was, and there's a healthy balance here because you can have an unhealthy balance the other way where you have to be hyper controlling of every detail and you're a micromanager and you know, you're know you just like OCD about things that is to the nth degree. I'm talking about a healthy relationship where that structure really helps you to optimize your flow the structure of your schedule, the structure of how your systems operate in your business, they really are in a healthy place to allow the multiplication to happen, not to control and stifle and suffocate everybody, right? So there's a healthy place. But one of the things that he was giving me in this season has been giving me is a renewed appreciation and desire a desire even to have more structure, to have more order, to have better systems, to build a team differently than I ever have before, to lead differently. So there's been such a season of growth. So what is he trying to give you now that you have been resisting or pushing away because you have been so used to doing it your way or you think, no, this is just the way I am. We get stuck behind our personality. Sometimes he's trying to give you a softer heart, a kinder spirit a more compassionate way of looking at people, but you're like, no, they don't deserve it. Well, that's a gift. As you start to unlock more of these character traits inside of you, you become more and more of the woman, the man you're created to be. You operate from a wider range instead of such a tight range. I'm like, nope, this is who I am and you're fixed. But you're like, I can, I can honor the full range. I can be confident and loving, you know, firm and provide grace at the same time we are expanding our range. The last thing I want to say here is, you know, actually before I hop, there's a lot of things that he is trying to, to give to us, you know, besides insight and wisdom, like he, he takes care of our physical needs. Like when we really will try to release control of I'm the source of everything all the time, we, we realize that everything we need is always provided. My kids say that it's like an ism around our house. Everything we need is always provided in perfect timing and perfect order. And it is, it truly is. Everything is always provided. When we release the, the gripping, he gives us rest. I mean, to be able to be still, to be at peace during chaos, during storms in your marriage, during times of economic upheaval, there's a rest that happens in your spirit where most people are living restless, 
right? Sleep less, anxious, filled up. When you drop into that omnipresence and you really connect with that hand that is always reaching, you start to experience more rest in your body and in your spirit. He provides direction. He provides grace, the ability to forgive, the ability to extend grace, the ability to have compassion. All things that I did not do well, didn't even understand for so many decades have been given. That's that outward hand, you know, gives us comfort when we're struggling, when we're struggling, when we feel alone and we're ugly crying in the closet or ugly driving around in the car or, you know, whatever that thing is, when we're like, just can't get over ourselves, we can feel he gives us rest and, you know, gives us comfort. And uh, I just wanted to say there's so much more. I really invite you to dig into this topic further. The last thing I want to say, and I know I'm going long today relative to last week, is, you know, that hand that's reaching out is also so often wanting to take something away, take the burden, take the weight. We hear a lot of things about, let this go, just let it go, let it go. And I don't know about you, but I have found that pretty much impossible to do in my life. What do you mean let it go? Like, I can't let this thing go that's going on with my son or my daughter. Like, they're my kid, you know, they're struggling. They're going through a really hard time. They're struggling with anxiety. They're struggling with depression. They're struggling with bullying. They're, they're in a relationship that is, I'm really concerned about. They're not wanting to go to school, whatever the things are, or maybe they're going through you know, infertility or whatever the things are. And you're like, I can't just let this go. Maybe you have an estranged relationship and you're, and, and you hear this stuff like, just let it go. Maybe there's a cash flow, massive contraction and you are having sleepless nights about what you're going to do with your team or your marriage is on the rocks and you don't know if you're going to make it. You're like, how do you, how do you let this go? Like, just let it go. Like not give a beep, you know? No, you, you, you care, but you put it down. You put it in his hand. That hand that's outstretched is really for me to recognize the things that are so heavy for me that I just, they're just weighing me down. They're taking the life from me. They're making my spirit heavy. They're making me want to hide and not do life anymore. The things that are just really weighing me down emotionally, the things that are overwhelming me to the point I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. I cannot in my own flesh and blood here. I've done everything I can. I don't know what else to do. Instead of continuing to beat myself up, to feel hopeless, to live in despair, I can put those things down. I can lay those things in those outstretched hands and I can say, here, I want to give this to you. And I cannot tell you the amount of times, the amount of times, this is almost a daily prayer where I'm like, you know, God, they are your children. They're your children first. You were just letting me borrow them. This is your son. This is your daughter. This is your business. This is your marriage. Like, yes, it's mine. But first and foremost, this is your house. And this is your daughter that we're dealing with. And I go to him and I just am like, I got to put this down. I need you to come in. I need you to step in. And thank you for doing so. And when we come into that place, you know, it models also a marriage or another relationship. We're not designed to carry the entire weight of the relationship on our own shoulders, right? We need 
to rely on one another. We need to come to each other and be able to share the things that are heavy and be able to work through things together. And it's like the ultimate sacred union. That's what you do in a thriving, beautiful relationship. We don't want our children to carry all the heavy stuff on their own, right? And not be afraid to talk to us or embarrassed to talk to us about what's going on. We want to create an atmosphere that says, come, you know, come Grayson, come Christiane, come Bales, like come sit in my office or my chair. Let me just listen. Bring your worries to me. Cast your burdens on me. Just even if nothing else, I'm here for you to release it, to get it out. And like, why are we not doing that on a regular basis ourselves as adults, not only with our physical mother, our physical father, our best friend, but really to the one who has the ultimate ability to hold us, to direct us, to provide for us, to guide us, to remove things. And part of that giving is not only the offloading of the heaviness, but sometimes that hand is like, please take that thing that is blocking me right now out of the way. Remove the thing that I'm so dependent on, so needy on that I have made a false idol that I'm starting to worship that is now just totally disorienting me. Remove the things that are getting in the way. Remove the things that are not <clears throat> beneficial for the vision. And these are, you know, these are powerful reflections and conversations and prayers to have because that requires that we release control. And sometimes we got to give the control back to the one who is ultimately in control of everything. So I hope that these, I know I went long today, but I, I really hope that these questions really sit with you. I was able to share some things that I always and working on, working through, and as I continue to mature and be humbled <laughs> and grow as a leader, as a wife, as a mother, as a business owner, as a you know, in as a spokesperson for this mission, I continue to be humbled, and I'm really leaning into those outstretched hands right now and asking myself the questions. And these could be questions you ask yourself on a daily basis. You know, is where. Am I feeling your presence? Like, where? what do you see in this? Where are you leading me in this? What do you want me to give to you? And what are you giving to me? What do you want to bestow upon me? So I'm going to leave you with that. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, if you're enjoying the show, please take a second right now to leave a review. Make sure you subscribe and follow. This does a lot for getting the message out. Secondly, share it with a friend. And um, if you haven't connected with me and you want to go deeper into this work, make sure that you click on the links below. There are several ways that we can get connected through free trainings or you can apply to work in one of my programs coming up. We do a lot of work in these areas, growing in our spiritual walk, growing in our relationships, getting things in the right order so we can really multiply, become multipliers in a world that's designed to contract. Until next time, here's to loving fiercely, leading courageously. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.